presence of the Lord. I feel really good. Um, yeah, I just got blessed by the word of God this morning. Man, how many of you just ever, you just read your Bible and you start reading it, and it's just the oil and the anointing and the presence of Jesus, the word, just starts f- satisfying and filling your soul, and you're just reading and you're reading and you're reading, and it's literally nourishment to your body. And you're like, man, and you just begin to feel so full of Jesus. I literally started in Psalms, I think, 120 and read all the way through the end of Psalms. I just couldn't stop. I was like, (laughs) just it was so just filling, man. And I was getting smoked just reading. Sometimes it's like that. I'll just sit in his presence and it'll come and I can encounter him. Or other times I'll just start reading the Bible and it just edifies and tweaks my heart. And just then I start seeing Jesus all through the pages and just get messed up, man. And so I really want to keep with this theme because, man, we just we just got to we just got to get this. And the Lord was really just even more hammering it into me of just, man, what the blood did and who we are in, in Christ. And, you know, really, man, there's this this freedom when you begin to understand that, like, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with you. And there's really a freedom when you understand that you've been chosen by God. And there's really a, a freedom when you begin to understand that this is not a works thing. You see, the old covenant was try to do all this. The new covenant is God did and does in us. And so we tried to do and never could. Then Now it's God did and does. I said the old covenant was we tried and never could. But the new covenant is God did and does. He did the work, it's finished, and he's doing the work now in us. You have no ability to produce the fruit of the Spirit in and of yourself. It's the Spirit that produces the fruit of the Spirit. You abide and then you thrive. Why are you thriving? Because you chose to abide? No, actually, it's by abiding his work is working in you and producing. And it's all him. Every bit of it is him. Every every ounce, everything. I want you to remove this, uh, this I've got 12-point checkoff list that I need to do to walk in the favor of God, to, to walk in the blessing of God, to walk in the grace of God. Listen, how can you be more favored? Your sins are forgiven and you stand before God like Christ. How can you be more favored? Your sins are washed away. Though they were like crimson, they become white as snow. Your ledger is clean like you never sinned one time. And you stand before Father God and when he looks at you, he sees his son. Who is more highly favored and exalted than Jesus? There is none. So then why don't I? Well, maybe it works according to your faith. Maybe you've got to believe it to receive it. Sometimes I don't feel clean. I need to faith clean, not feel clean. My cleanliness is not in my feeling, it's in my faith. I will never measure up. I said I will never measure up, and I never did measure up. Listen to this. 
Psalms 143, starting in verse 1. I'm going to read two verses. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my supplication. Listen to this. In your faithfulness, answer me. Did he say, Lord, because I've been faithful, because I've been committed, because I did everything right, hear me? No. He said, because you're faithful. In your faithfulness. And I love this. Paul said this. Even when we're... Man, I feel the Holy Spirit and the anointing of God to preach tonight. Listen, he said, when... (laughs) Even when we're unfaithful... He is faithful because he cannot deny himself. Hear me because in your faithfulness, answer me, not in mine. And in your righteousness. Don't answer me in my righteousness. Whew, far be it from me, O oh Lord. My righteousness is as dirty rags. Filthiness. But answer me in yours. Then he goes on to say this. Listen, man. Do not enter into judgment with your servant. For in your sight, no one living is righteous. I'm going to read that again. Do not enter into judgment with your servant. uh, Not because, well, you know, I was a good boy. Not because, well, I followed all ten commandments today perfectly. I sold everything I got and I gave it all to the poor. I prayed for some people at the gym today. I witnessed in the store. I I did that. So don't judge me because I did these things. Man, it's kind of like they come to him in the last days and they say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not heal the sick in your name? Did we not cast out devils in your name? Did we not do many mighty exploits? And he says, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. What's the difference, man? Right here. (laughs) In your sight, no one living is righteous. I'll never earn righteousness. If I could earn righteousness, Christ would have never had to come and die. I can't earn it. You can't earn it. So stop trying to. You were never worthy enough for the blood of Jesus. I saw the Lord in an encounter one time. I stepped out of service. I fell into a trance. The Lord walked up to me. I began to cry. I began to weep, uh, staring at the living one, the holy one of Israel. All I could do is say, holy, holy, holy. And he reached out his hand and said, come up here. And he wanted me to stare him in his eyes. I knew as soon as he said it, I already knew what he wanted me to do. And as I, 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 I sat there weeping, I said, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. As soon as he grabbed my hand, he said listen don't you ever say that again I made you worthy you're not here tonight with your sins forgiven you born again spirit filled walking with God because you're worthy it's because what he did on the cross it is by grace and faith alone it is not by works The evidence of grace and faith will manifest as works by default. The things in the commands of God will come naturally. They will, well, 
I, better yet, supernaturally. It's naturally to the supernatural when we've been born again. There's a couple of verses I want to read to you. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? If he took a mark of your sins, you're dead right now. You drop dead. Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Do you understand the manifest glory and presence that came into this room right here in this new covenant without the shed blood of Jesus? Do you understand you're dead? Do you understand that? Oh, I'm not, I'm not playing. It had to be kept behind a curtain. Several, actually, in the Holy of Holies between an ark standing on a cherubim. And you best not, not even if you're the high priest, step into it with sin or you'd be struck down dead. They didn't even let you go in there without tying a rope around you. So if you died, they could drag your body out. But because of the shed blood of Jesus, we could come in this room tonight and the presence of the living God could become in manifest amongst us like the ark right here, the Holy of Holies. Man, what a glorious new covenant. That's what the blood of Jesus did. Tore the veil from top to bottom. There would never be this access. I encourage you to read Psalms 136 on your own time. It just talks about his mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 139. You ready? Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought from afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. You are naked and bare before the Lord. He sees it all. There is not a word on my tongue. <laughs> For behold, O Lord, you knew it altogether. Before you utter what you utter, he knew it. Before it even begin, before you even think to let it out of your mouth, he knew it. You have hedged me behind and before and laid your hand upon me. Sure knowledge is such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, and I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. Even there, 
your hand shall lead me. And your right hand, that's Jesus, by the way, who sits at the right hand of the Father. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. (laughs) Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light, they're both alike to you. Do you understand he who is light, he who is holy, holy, when he steps into a sinful place, then it becomes holy? Who made the ground that Moses stood on holy ground? Was the ground holy or was it the presence of the living God? Holy ground is wherever God is standing. Listen, I'm telling you, whatever darkness you've been into in whatever darkness you've been setting in whatever whatever you're running wherever you think you can go you're not going to go far enough you're not going to get away from him and let me tell you another thing you're not going to get right enough for him i'm going to say that again you are not going to get right enough for him He already chose you. Matter of fact, if you're in this room right now, I believe it's evidence of the fact or you wouldn't have been drawn here. So you might as well just stop running and lay down. You might as well stop resisting and just start beholding because that's really what he's called you to. I read it at the beginning of service. When his face shines on you, you'll be saved. The saving is in his shining. You behold. It's literally what he calls us to all the way into eternity. Turn to the end of the book. It's your final destination. You're standing there. The Bible says there is no sun. There's no moon there. But the sun himself is the light of it. And we behold him and he shines on us. And we behold him and he shines on us. And we're saved forever and ever and ever. The same way we're saved then is the same way we're saved now. Just stop and behold Just go ahead and receive it. And I'm telling you, if you will believe this and grab this by the faith that he's already given you, do you realize that? Do you realize how helpless we really are? Do you realize how dependent upon him it really is? The Bible says to each one has been given a measure of faith and you're saved by faith, right? You aren't even saved with your faith. You're saved with faith he gave you to believe him in the first place. That's how dependent upon it is on him and not you. That's how little it has to do with works. It has to do with grace and favor and being chosen and loved by God. And what Jesus came and did when he came 2,000 years ago, born a virgin, living that sinless life that you and I could never do, and then being betrayed and taken and whipped and beaten and lashed so that we could have peace and joy and righteousness and then hanging on a cross and taking every one of my sins and your sins and my wicked deeds and your wicked deeds and the things that you think nobody saw and nailed them to the cross on Calvary. Finished. 
then was put in a borrowed tomb, but death couldn't keep him and hell couldn't hold him. And so three days later, the same Spirit of God that's sitting on me and in me and in you and moving in this room raised Christ Jesus from the dead. He was seen and ascended and he's coming back. And that reality right there, that truth, that makes us righteous. That makes us holy. That smeared blood like they put on the doorposts that caused death to pass over. Listen, with hyssop representing faith. (laughs) Even then who gave them the instructions to do so. Even then it wasn't works, it was faith. How so? God told them to do it and they believed God so they accounted to them under righteousness and death passed it over. Man, get this tonight. Please, I I need to get this. I can't get this without you. Helper, help me. Helper, help me. Help me get this. Help me be free. Help me be free. I'll never be righteous, God, enough without your blood, Lord. I'll never do enough good. I'll never do it. Help me to get this. If I say, oh, I read that. You formed, listen, you, you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb before you ever even thought about God. He was working on and thinking about you. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. If you're fearfully made, that means to have concern. That means to be mindful of. That's the think through, the process of it. If it says you're fearfully and wonderfully made, who was fearfully in making you? He was. God actually was concerned and mindful in your making. Think about that for a moment. The God of all the universe... Ruling and reigning everything, told the sea where to stop. Told the birds how high they could fly. This God was intricately involved in your creation. Marvelous are your works. I'm his work. I'm wicked, evil, and gross. And he says, you're marvelous. Why? Because he sees me through his blood, man. He sees me through his blood. And and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Listen, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. Means what? He saw you before you ever even existed. And in your book, they were all written. What were all written? The days fashioned for me. Every single day of your life was written in the book. He's seen it all. He knows it all. He knew about today. Back then, before you were ever even formed, he literally thought forth every single day. Oh, what prideful, arrogant fools we are at times. Man, help me, Jesus, to think that I got myself somewhere and not his hand upon my life. 
and his presence and his leading. The Bible says the righteous steps are ordered of the Lord. And if he falls, his right hand, his hand upheld him. I didn't get me here. I said, I didn't get me here and you didn't get you here. As yet, there were none of them. <laughs> How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm going to jump down to 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. The best place for your anxieties is for God to know them, not for you to hide them. And see if there's any wicked in me. Of course there is. He just, none are righteous. <laughs> none are righteous, man, set by his blood. But then it says this, and lead me in the way everlasting the way that leads to eternity what is that way what is the way i am the way the truth and the life and no one comes to the father everlasting life except through me i am the resurrection in the life so literally he leads you to what himself you don't just you didn't man we say i found jesus and then everything changed no, he came and got you, and he loved hell out of you. And if you got a little bit of hell left in you, you think you do or you believe you do or whatever re whatever your theology or, or understanding is on that, don't even try to understand it. The, he goes on, the psalmist goes on to say uh, about, about things that are, are far beyond his comprehension. He's like, I don't try to even think about those things. I can't understand them. Just give me you. If hell's still manifesting in you, then just let him love you more. Just receive what I'm saying tonight by faith. This is the good news. The good news was not, okay, I give you a one-time pass to forgive your sins. Now it's up to you. Go live your life, and you better get it all right, or I'll still throw you into hell. Bad news. Good news. I did it all. I'll do it all, and I'll keep doing all, because faithful is he to complete the good work he began in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is 143.8. For in you do I trust. Listen to this. Calls me to know the way in which I should walk. Do you know what that means? That means you don't know the way you should walk. You don't. 
you don't have a clue. I guarantee you, you keep trying to figure it out and walk your own way, you run into a wall every single time. I got news for you. You try to follow him according to your understanding, some head knowledge. Okay, you read the Bible. Pharisees read the Bible day and night and missed the living Christ in front of them. It won't do a darn thing but lead you to death. It's a death sentence without his spirit. I'm telling you, I've done it. Gotten so holier than thou, bound up in bondage to the word. Like, well, I got to follow every jot and T, and if I don't, man, oh, woe is me. Man, woe is me anyway. Trust me. You'll be woe is me on either side. You'll be woe is me, Lucy Goosey out there just living life, doing whatever, burning every, burning your life down to the ground, or you'll be woe is me trying to follow something that you'll never be able to do in your own strength. And then you'll become overtly pious and, and full of holier-than-thou judgmental wagging your finger at people left and right. Wondering why you're miserable because God's shaking his head saying you were once a prodigal and now you're an elder brother. And I never wanted you that. I just wanted you to be a son. Man. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift up my soul to you. In other words, Lord, I have no idea what to do with this thing. Your soul is your seat of your emotions. It's that thing which rules your life. It's you. It's your mind, will, and emotions, how you think, how you feel, and what causes you to act. And the psalmist gives us the key. He says, just lift it up to God. Just behold the Lord and let him shine his light on you, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through. Just let him shine on you. It's the answer. As the phone rings, God is calling you to this tonight. God is calling you to this tonight. Deliver me, O Lord, from my enemies. I love that he doesn't say, hey, just back me while I go fight my enemies. He says, you do it. In you, I take shelter, not in my degree, not in my understanding, not in my ability, in you, Christ alone. Teach me to do your will. I have no idea how to do it. At least you teach me. Hey, we teach this all the time, and I repent, that you can literally open up this book and just magically know how to do God's will. It doesn't work that way without God himself. The only one who can unlock the understanding, application, and to make this thing alive in you is the spirit that wrote it himself. He's the only one, man. You can't do it. You can't read enough. You can't memorize enough. You can't study enough. It, you won't do it. Nothing. Void the spirit. The letter alone kills, but the spirit brings life. He brings life to it. Listen, for you are my God. Your spirit is good. Lead me in the land of uprightness. Revive me, O Lord, for your name's sake, not for my sake, for your righteousness' sake. Bring my soul out of trouble. Don't save me because I was such a good boy. No, I wasn't. 
No, it wasn't. But for your sake, for your name's sake, because you're righteous, because of what you did. Psalms 149, verse 4. And then we'll pray. You want to come play for me? I'm going to keep you guys. I'm going to read two more verses because I just like this one. Psalms 147, 11. It's amazing. Listen to this. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him in those who hope in his mercy I'm telling you listen to me uh, everybody in this room is going to stand before Jesus Christ one way, one way or the other you're going to stand before Jesus and he will judge the whole earth you better not be standing there hoping that you lived a good life you better not be standing there hoping that you just weren't a, a, a bad person. Well, I do good, and I, I, I went to church, I, I tithed, I, I, I gave offerings, I, I helped people on the street, I bought people's food, I did these, I was a good person. I didn't kill nobody, I didn't rape nobody, I didn't, I didn't do this. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping I'll get in, I'm hoping that's good, I'm hoping. You better not hope in any of that stuff, you better hope in His mercy. His mercy. You better have one response. I am only here and I can only enter by the blood of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the whole world. I hope in His mercy. Listen, it says this in 149 verse 4, For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. The definition of humility is this real, truly, simply dependence on God. Helper, help me. I need you, Jesus. I, I'm telling you, striving and works will leave you frustrated and empty. But hoping in His mercy receiving what he did, just accepting it. Do you understand? Accept it as a reality. God has not called you to walk around on eggshells your whole life. He's not. God's not going to show up tomorrow and stone you to death because you broke a Ten Commandment. He's not going to do that. He is not going to do that. He doesn't want you to do that. He'll empower you to be free from it. But he's not going to do that. You need to hope in his mercy. You didn't get here because you were good enough. And you won't make it there because you were good enough. You'll get in the same way you got here by the blood of the Lamb. So lighten up. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit.
That word peace is wholeness, health, life, happiness, soundness, a life void havoc and void chaos. He took care of the righteous part to give you the peace part and the joy part. <laughs> Let's pray. Jesus, we repent from works. <laughs> like Paul said to the Galatians, why would you want to go back under a yoke of bondage? You have been called to liberty, only don't use liberty as a as place for the flesh. Listen, you're free. I want to tell you this. If, if you're just believing this for the first time, or maybe it's a reminder, you're just as right. There's not a person on this planet more righteous than you. I want you to understand that. There's some great men and women of God that are not have not been perfected, but they've been progressed. And their life is showing that. Great men and women of God. Their life is showing that. But I want you to understand something. Standing before Jesus Christ, you are just as righteous. You are just as righteous. God, I pray that that reality crashes into our lives tonight, God. That the Spirit of the living God, we actually can't even begin to comprehend nor understand it without the Spirit of God. So Spirit of God, God, as we are in your presence and you said you would illuminate, you would shine on us and that would save us. That the revealing, the heavenly illumination, the revealing of Jesus and the cross and His blood and the faith that you give us to have in that reality would save us. Let it save us now, God. Save us now and loose us from everything that binds. Where can we go if we ascend to heaven or make our bed in hell? You're there, so we might as well lay down now. Just receive His mercy. Receive His forgiveness. Receive His grace and His love. Stop trying and start abiding. When I go sit in my home, in my house, I don't have to try to abide in my home. I just sit there and am. <laughs> he's the great I am, not the great you try. I said he's the great I am, not the great you try. What a good God, huh? What a good God. God, loose religion off this house. God, loose religion off our lives, God, this checkmark box, and just free us and loose us to love, to love fully, to love you, to love each other, and by that, fulfill your law, Lord. Loose us to be loved. <laughs> what a good, glorious God. Every bondage breaks right now. You, you know why? You, 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 you can be healed not because you deserve it, because His blood. You can be set free not because you deserve it, but because of His blood.
You can be whole, not because you deserve it, because of his blood. Well, one day when I get my life in order, then maybe I'll deserve a healing from Jesus. Maybe one day, maybe if I just get, if I could just get control of my agitation in my frustration or, or, or cut off the things I need prudent, maybe then I'll earn the freedom and the wholeness and the healing of Jesus. You didn't earn it and you'll never earn it. It's his blood. It's his cross. It's the power of his resurrection. Thank you, Jesus, for the cross. We worship you. We adore you. Let's just worship him for a moment. Worship him now, saints, as a saint. Worship him right now. Listen, listen. There's, there's some of you struggle sometimes. You come in here and you're like, I, don't, I can't even, I can't even, I, I don't even know if I'm worthy to be sitting in a chair. Get that nonsense out of here. Out. That's the devil talking to you. Out. We were never worthy. His blood made us so. Thank you for joining us on Encounter Podcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you. We would be honored if you would prayerfully consider supporting this ministry by becoming a monthly partner or sowing a one-time offering helping us bring the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ our Lord to the lost and the continued training and equipping of his bride, the church. For more information on how to become a partner or make a donation, please go to Encounter1078.com and click on the donate button. Thank you, and may the mercy and grace of the Lord Jesus be upon you.